life in the land of the ice and snow on our summer edition Swedes Explain. I'm Heather and I'm with Monica. And today our Swede is going to be talking, our Swede of the day, our Swede of the week, <laughs> Swede of the week. is going to be talking about the August crawfish parties. Nom, 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 nom. You may have noticed in a lot of the stores that there are crawfish plates, crawfish napkins, crawfish hats, lights, hats, bibs, yes, tablecloths, tablecloths, and you may be going, why? Uh, yeah. <laughs> why? So this is something, I think Monica and I have brought this up before, that crawfish eating is very different in Sweden as compared to where we come from in Texas. We eat our crawfish live. It's very cheap. Wait, you wait, have, wait. Back that. You only mean we eat it live. It's we, could, we, we boil them live. They have to be live right before you eat them. Okay. Yeah. I That's see what, what you're I meant. saying. I'm, it's not crawling when I put it in my mouth. But. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. We don't do that in Dallas. Baytown, represent. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We take what we can get. We're tough down We're there. We're tough down there. Yeah, but um, in Texas, in Louisiana, you buy a huge amount of crawfish because they cost almost nothing. True. And you keep them in a little baby swimming pool until you're ready to boil them. This sounds so cruel, but it's just how it's done. And then you dump them all in alive right before you're going to eat because mm. they need to be super fresh. And we serve it with potatoes and corn, mm -hmm. generally. And the crawfish season is very long. It's available so many months, um, mainly during the spring and summer. I was about to say, it's spring and summer in, in Texas. And here, crawfish season's more late July, August. August. I think there's actually, <laughs> there used to be a day where crawfish season began. I want to say the 3rd of August. It's sometime in August. It's like Sounds the official right. bell ringing. Now you can get it because they import the crawfish from China, mm -hmm. mostly, because in Turkey. China and Turkey, I think, are the two biggest countries that we imported from. But there is the option to buy Swedish crawfish, but it's very expensive. You mean live? And live. You can really? get it live. I, I know, didn't know some that. people down in like small land, like I think maybe in the like before you get to Gothenburg in the kind of middle southern part of Sweden, mm -hmm. there's um, you can fish for crawfish down there. Maybe you can actually fish it everywhere. I don't. I've never fished I'm it. I'm not sure, and I, I've never seen it. But I have here, real but... life friends that go hunting for crawfish. Real live friends? Real life friends. that Not those imaginary not ones. Not the imaginary ones that I talk the about mostly. The live ones. The live ones. Right. Okay. And they pick live crawfish and they boil it. So there ah, is that option. They're doing it right. Yeah. Because something I thought was very strange when I first came here was that they sell frozen crawfish. Frozen, yeah. Never seen that in my life. No. So the idea I get, and we'll go to the interview and talk about this, but the idea I had when I moved here was that if you get invited to a crawfish party, I believe you're supposed to bring your own frozen crawfish. Go to the store. You bring your own. They don't provide it for you, which would be so rude where I come from. You would never bring That's your own That's a whole crawfish. nother podcast because <laughs> yeah. we got that and bring your own sheets to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Next season, definitely. Oh, yeah. And totally a different topic. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so um, crawfish parties are a huge thing. You might get invited to one by mm -hmm. a Swede. Um, as usual, lots of alcohol and bring your own food and your own alcohol, I would assume. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so let's hear what this Swede has to say about crawfish. Yes, let's. So today I'm talking to Tobias, who is going to tell us a little bit about the Swedish crawfish party tradition, even though, from what I understand, you don't like crawfish. No, I don't, actually. I don't really eat much seafood, which my poor wife, who loves seafood, is very uh, disappointed in. 
But, yeah, that's how it is. I've been to a lot of the parties, though, so I know how they work. And that's the main thing we want to know about is why do the Swedes have crawfish parties? How do they work? Why do you sing such strange songs? So why don't you just give me an overview of how it is when you go to, when you're invited to a crawfish party? Yes. Uh, These parties happen in August, usually. Mm -hmm. Uh, It used to be more like uh, you needed to do them at a certain time before, I think, in the old days, because that's when you could actually fish these little crawfishes or crayfishes from the from the rivers and that's why they were mm. in august but now people just buy them frozen from turkey so now you can eat them anytime right i was reading about that and i think they had problems a long long time ago with overfishing and so they limited it for mm. like only a certain time of year but yeah now that everybody buys them frozen you could technically do them any time of year but everybody still prefers to do them in august exactly i yeah. guess it's because it's usually an outdoor party yeah yeah that's true it's, it's one of the it's, it's basically basically the last like party festive thing of the summer so it is kind of like a closing thing mm-hmm. and it's and in august so you know it gets darker a bit earlier but you can still hopefully sit outside which swedes always want to do of course yes. and yeah so what it is is basically it is a party centered around the crawfish with some additional food to it and the whole point is that you get invited to someone's house you probably sit outside you have a table and they have pre-made the the, the crawfishes themselves they're boiled and but- I read that everyone eats them cold. I mean, they've been boiled, but yes. like they're not served warm or straight from being boiled. No, exactly. Apparently, I haven't been there when you prepare them, but what you do is that you boil them, mm-hmm. and and then you boil them together with with dill, for example, like the, mm. the actual plant, uh, and some other things to put in. And But then you're supposed to let it cool in the actual water it was boiled in, so you don't actually eat them warm. Oh, that's quite different. Yeah. Uh, where I come from, you know, you, they have to be alive when you put them in, mm. and you only put them in the boiler right before people show up, and then we usually keep them in a nice or an insulated chest so they keep warm the whole yeah. time. And then when you want some, you open up the chest and you scoop them out because they stay nice and hot. So that surprised me that people eat them cold here. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, also a, a big part of the of the eating of them, like I guess it's always with, with shellfish, is that you have to open them, right? So uh, mm-hmm. maybe it's it's a practical reason too that you don't want them hot. I'm not sure actually. But it's a lot of opening. It's a lot. It's this is and this is part of why I don't like shellfish is because it's mm-hmm. a lot of work and not very much food. I can agree with that. It takes forever to open these things for like one tiny bite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's <laughs> and it's really messy. But I mean, what happens is it's just that people grab these things and then they sit and, and eat them and take out. The little arms and the little body and you know and then it's a lot of slurping because you you have to suck the meat out of them so it, it's a lot of slurping it's a lot of it's very messy but it's it's pretty fun it's not a good place to bring a date no. along i would guess it's, it might be even worse <laughs> than tacos actually for a date it, it might be the messiest food you can find What are some of the side dishes that they serve? Usually it's uh, it's potatoes, of course, mm-hmm. uh, it's bread, and then it's usually people have the, um, the Vestibot and cheese pie. Yes, Which I is like very that. good, very good, yes. And for me who doesn't eat, I mean, I can usually only eat the side things and I'm fine with that, so that's yeah, nice. Yeah, that works. Sometimes if people <laughs> want to change it up, um, they might have some kind of meat thing too on the side if they want to like really, you know, make it luxurious. But even though there's not that much 
meat in each of these crawfishes, but they add up to a lot, though. So, I mean, if you have a lot of food, you're, you're going to get full from this party. It's a lot of food eventually when you eat and all the things. Yeah, of course. And then I assume, because every single party and in the summer, I assume it's very alcohol-based. Oh, <laughs> Oh, you you knew that? <laughs> it was just a wild guess. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, every Swedish uh, ho- festive or holiday dinner, uh, you drink snaps, basically. What? Is that the same for crawfish parties? Yes. Oh, it's yeah, and, and what's interesting about it, actually, if you compare it to the other ones, I, I think it's the only festive dinner where you don't eat seal. Cause you eat, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because you eat it for <laughs> Christmas and for Midsummer and for Easter and for all of them, basically. But this is the yeah. only one where you don't eat seal because you already have another fish, I guess. But you do drink. And this one is actually the one I would say that's most, uh, maybe the most centered around the snaps, actually, together with Midsummer. So here it's really yeah. like emphasis on the alcohol and also on the songs then, which goes with alcohol of course you have to yes. sing the song so what type of songs are these are these like the same ones for midsummer or are there special crawfish songs <laughs> no it's usually the same ones i think it's more connected to the alcohol itself and usually if you want people to know them there are like a, a set few that people usually know and then but, but what's important though this is this is part of the the whole thing you need to have the little book or the little like booklet or the printed out papers if you're doing correctly but do you pass that out to party guests I yes mean, you just have it ready or does every swede carry one in their back pocket <laughs> well just, i wish just in case right? some schnapp shows up <laughs> yeah well you should carry it inside your brain this should be like the i know this should be the duty we have as, as sweets. But yeah, but usually people actually have printed out some of the songs so you know so you know that people can follow the lyrics, right? That is so funny. Can you give me like a translation of what some of the most popular drinking songs are about? Well, I mean, the, the most common one and the ones that the people that are not born in Sweden usually know is Helangor, uh, of course. What it's about, because that one is kind of funny, it's basically about how you are singing about the, the shots themselves, right? So you have Helang, uh, which is the big one, okay. which is a f- basically a full shot glass, like up to the brim. And then you have Halvan, which is the half one, which is half a shot glass for schnapps. And then you're basically just singing about, like, if you're not drinking the full one, like, the, then you cannot drink then you can't also drink the, the half one and that's the whole that's the whole lyric actually and uh, well I mean as a side note though Hialan Halvan is also the names for um, uh, oh what do they call the, the Laurel old, and Hardy Laurel and Hardy exactly yes. Which adds like a side thing, but it doesn't have to do with the people, though. It has to do with that. And then drinking songs usually, in general, are famous melody that you put new lyrics on. So it's usually like an, and it's usually an older famous melody. So either it's like an old famous song from like the 40s, 50s or 60s or something. Or mm-hmm. it could be like the French national anthem or the the Russian one or the German one, like those really old national right, anthem kind yeah. of songs. And then uh, you just print them out and then you sing. And I mean, depending, I mean, some people have friends that really know these songs that are really good at singing them and in other times it's just like people can just kind of mumbling along but it's it's fun it's a good thing that's funny but i think what's important too with the parties because what, what really sells the whole crawfish party if you compare it to some of the other ones i mean midsummer you also sit outside and you you eat things and you drink the, basically the same things but midsummer is more midsummer has its decorations of course oh. but crawfish party is the one that has the most decorations out of all the festive parties i've noticed that because yes. in the summer i'll see at the grocery stores there are so many things with crawfish on them uh, i mean not just plates and napkins that have crawfish but also lanterns mm-hmm. and lights that seems to be a thing yes it's a lot of because uh, you need to have if you do it properly you need to have the paper plates with the crawfishes drawn on them uh-huh. and you need to have the napkins with the crawfish 
crawfishes, and then you have the little party hats, like the the little triangular oh. party hats, preferably with a crawfish on it, of, of course. Of course, yes. Topical. Yeah, <laughs> and then you might have the lanterns that actually look like the, the fishes themselves, crawfishes Ooh. hanging. And like, that'd be fancy. Up. I've only seen the ones that simply have a picture printed on them. Yeah, yeah. but it's always, that's also funny because I don't know how this happened, and it never changes, but it's always a, a paper lantern that looks like the moon, the man in the moon, kind of, it's a face. Yeah, I also looked this up, and it said something about that the decorations would often have moons on them, but it didn't explain why. No. But I I don't know, maybe it's something to do with the tides and when you're supposed to be catching crawfish or... Yeah, because I think if you do it prop, if you would do it properly, it's very hard to find them in the rivers now, but if you would do it, um, then you'd think you do it at night, actually. That's what it was. It's that you catch them at night. They're night creatures if you fish for them. So that must be, I don't know, maybe that's part of it or maybe somebody thought it looked cool and just caught on. You never know. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, uh, it feels like some decorations actually change over time a little bit. Mm-hmm. But this one always stays. It's, it's always the same one. And people don't really mm-hmm. question it either. It's just like, oh, it's supposed to be there. You know? Yeah, of course. It's like gnomes at Christmas. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. And I still have never been invited to a crawfish party, probably because I complain a little too much about how different it is. So we'll see. Maybe I'll get invited. Yeah, I know. But it's a great party, though. And I think anyone that gets the, the chance should actually go to one if you haven't been to one before because it's it's quite an experience actually. yeah it's i nice. think so just kind of a neat cultural thing to round off the summer well thank you so much for telling me all about crawfish parties thank you thanks bye <laughs>